Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. It's going down right here. It's a football Friday. Happy holidays. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Mike Blue and Dave Martinez. Taking around the world in the NFL. It's FST. And we got a couple of games tomorrow. We'll get into those. Titans. Washington. Titans with a home game there. Dan, I need that one. Yeah, I'm, st- I'm starting the Titans defense in a Super Bowl for myself. And then Ravens at Chargers tomorrow night. So we'll get into those games. Uh, specifically, a big addition to the Chargers. Looks like Melvin Gordon's back. Yeah, so I'm for those him. of you playing in your <laughs> Super Bowls, that's probably, yeah, if you're facing him, that ain't good news. But if no, you are playing me, him, no. it's good news. It, it's not an easy game for Melvin Gordon. Uh, we don't know how much he'll go. I I would suspect that if he's good to go, he's good to go. Like twenty five touches, good to right. go. That's I have to assume that you. I I I am of the opinion that you would have to play him. I know it's the Ravens and all that, but guys versatile enough, versatile enough that he can get it done against anybody. So uh, that's good news. Now, and he was your first round draft pick, probably if you own him. Oh, yeah, he was in our league where we right. have him, Dane. We got yeah. bounced out of the playoffs but sure last did. week. But <sighs> that's a bummer. I mean, I, <laughs> uh, man, I had three leagues where I, I thought I had a shot, and I got bounced in the semis in all three of them. So uh, it is what it is. Uh, I know I heard you're in a couple. I know Scotty's in a whole bunch. So yep. good luck to those of you out there. Obviously, hit us up on Twitter if you have any questions. Dane is at Spittin' Speeds, S-P-E-E-D-Z. I'm at Mike Blewett. Uh, I'll be answering questions through the weekend. Do not Twitter, do not tweet at me on Sunday mornings. Um, it's just not a good time for for me to answer those questions. <laughs> you're I'd at work, like, hey man, you're you're in uh, you're doing fantasy football. It's like, yes, I am, but I'm on air, so I can't. Right. Why don't you just put something up like right before you go on air? Be like, don't at me. In fact, just call 844-843-6879, something like that. Probably should. We, <laughs> don't, we don't end up taking collectively that many calls uh, okay, uh, over, over the course of the three-hour show. Or direct them from, to the YouTube chat or something. From 10 you know? to 1. Yeah, that's, a, that's probably a good idea. Uh, I should have talked to you three months ago. Anyway, yeah, it's okay. Uh, it's not like I don't talk to you almost every day. So, uh, <clears throat> so there you go. Melvin Gordon back. That's big news. If you're a James Conner owner... You're not feeling great, um, and the other Which ones I am. are uh, Keenan Allen, Odell Beckham. You know those are uh, key guys. Uh, he was working off to the side, but he was not looking good to suit up this Sunday. Is Keenan Allen playing tomorrow? Um, he's improved decision. and ready at practice this week, but I think you're gonna. Be, would you play him tomorrow if they say he's good to go? You got to put him if out there, at, right? He, I, he, he, yes. But you hear the tone of my voice when saying that, right? Like, because he's, here's my, here would be my fear. If you tell me he plays the entire game, then I got to run him out there. My fear would literally be something like he starts the game but doesn't finish it. Uh, and I have a similar fear for Joe Mixon. Yeah. The, the tough part for, um, for the Chargers situation, too, is that now you see Mike Williams explode and all those right. Mike Williams owners are going to want to play him. But right. we've seen him firmly in the background when Keenan Allen is out there. You add Melvin Gordon to the mix, and Mike Williams might see like three targets. Like right. It won't be worth it at all. So um, th- so that's going to be a tricky part with the Chargers tomorrow night. 
Yeah, it absolutely is. And then there's this also this idea of to what extent, you know, we don't know the exact, like it's a continuum, right? We don't know the exact level of health. And then when you put the overlay of the Chargers also having a future and maybe wanting to lose the battle to win the war kind of thing as it relates to Keenan Allen, you know, like what's his health and what's their kind of conservativeness, if that's a word, you know, and what it relates. And what does that mean also in-game if he has any level of re-aggravation? It isn't a word, but that's okay. I like the fact that you tried it. So, um, yeah, so the Chargers are in a difficult spot insofar as they are, look, they're still playing for a one seed. Yeah. But they're not the one seed. And if the Chiefs win their last two games – they can't be the one seed. So um, to lose the battle to win the war, I get it. But, man, it would be really helpful if they had that bye in Absolutely. a couple of weeks. So uh, I think I think they're going to roll guys out there. If they say they can go, I think they're going to roll them out there. And you're right. It may put them at risk long term. But hopefully Keenan Allen's thing isn't as serious, which they, they seem to have downplayed. And Melvin Gordon is recovered at this point. Um, I, I would be thinking about – sitting Melvin Gordon, but then Eckler is gone. And yeah, it'll now, be that Justin Jackson stuff again. Yeah, which isn't such a bad thing. But uh, anyway, so that that's it on the <clears throat> quick injury updates. The big news, obviously, and the big story of the day is Josh Gordon being suspended indefinitely by the NFL. And some of you say, well, he hasn't been that big a, a factor in the NFL and um, I get that, but he had in you know, 11 games this season, 40 catches for 720 yards and three touchdowns. I think he was becoming an integral piece of the New England offense despite its struggles. I thought Josh Gordon was an important piece, uh, and now he's gone with Gronk Hurt. <clears throat> and Edelman, clearly always the primary target, uh, it does impact them in some way. Maybe Chris Hogan can step back into his role that he grabbed a couple of years ago in the playoffs <laughs> against the Steelers. But you know, there's a lot of different ways to yeah. tackle this discussion. Uh, I would just set it up for you by saying it's a policy. It's in place. Everybody has to abide by it. So I can't criticize the NFL for saying, look, we, we've given this guy multiple chances and uh, he still can't live up to it. But I actually think it's a pretty unique situation here. And, and mm-hmm. I'm not suggesting that Josh Gordon uh, should play by different rules than everybody else. But I, I do think, considering where we are in the discussion about marijuana and its legalization and where we are in discussion about, about yeah. mental health, I think that this could be a unique scenario where the NFL adapts or changes the policy moving forward. So go ahead. You know what, Mike? I, I agree with you on a number of levels. One, the le- the, I agree with you that we could talk about this from a Josh Gordon standpoint, from a Patriot standpoint, from an NFL policy standpoint, and from a, a, a straight calculating and cold fantasy football standpoint, right? Um, but we'll try and go one at a time. I also completely agree with you, Mike, that the NFL has a certain reputation about how they care about their players or not, and this presents a, to be quite honest, in my opinion, like a low-hanging fruit kind of opportunity, you know, to just wrap their arms around this player who has been very public, you know, in a lot of ways about the mental health, about the, the suspensions, that sort of stuff. And they have an opportunity to set a precedent to be a kinder, gentler NFL. And I think it's an interesting idea. I don't think it'll ever happen, right? But I do think that there is this opportunity. And because the NFL is usually inconsistent or flat out tone deaf on this stuff, they are not going to take the opportunity. And that's unfortunate. I do appreciate Josh Gordon, you know, this idea of him going away to take care of his mental health. You say in entertainment, we see this a lot more right now. The conversation is there. In sports, we hear with like Kevin Love and other players that are being, you know, transparent about mental health or depression or that sort of thing. And so, yes, you, we are in this t- point in society, right, where it's, 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 it's not as marginalized. It's demystified on some level. And so that is what I think creates this opportunity. I just, you know, I want to wish you know, I, I, that Josh Gordon does whatever he needs to do and is, you know, gets himself where he needs to be. And, I, you know, I, I don't want to, you know, sound uh, uh, cold about that. 
shall we say, right? And yes, there is this policy and they have an opportunity to kind of show the NFL show that they actually do care. They're not going to take it, unfortunately. For the Patriots, I think you're right. I think he was developing into a role. And we say this all the time, Blewett, the idea that sometimes players are better for their real-life NFL team than they are for their fantasy team. And Josh Gordon, I think, is a perfect example of that. I, he I agree was- with that. He was playing that niche of going down the field. You do have to, defenses have to respect Josh Gordon, right? And that opens it up even for a 70% Gronk or an Edelman over the middle of the field, right? So I think that is an issue. The last thing I'll say on a pure cold fantasy football side of this, I'm sorry, people, but I told you so. Like in the preseason, when it was even on hard knocks and he needed to like take three weeks, I'm saying on the one side, The man should have that opportunity, okay? This is real and valid. But what I was also saying is you can't trust him for fantasy purposes. I literally said on air, what happens when in week 13 he decides he needs to walk away again? And here we are now in your championships, and that's what's happening with the suspension and, of course, the – you know, yeah, his, I think, his mental I think health from, issues. Yeah, I think from a fantasy standpoint, you were taking a risk there. You knew it. You were hoping right. that Josh Gordon would explode, whether it was with the Browns, and then later when he was with the Patriots, I think he provided some value from a fantasy football standpoint, but he was always a wide receiver three flex, sure. really a flex consideration from a week-to-week basis. But, what's the NFL going to do, Blewett, when, like, you know, I don't know how many states uh, NFL teams are out of the 50. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe they yeah, are yeah. in like 27 states, let's say, something like that. Um, yeah. What are they going to do when out of those 27 states, 21 of them are legal? You know, marijuana is legal. I mean, we're getting like, That's going to be the case in like a year we're or two, get, right? We're getting pretty close. There's an article on Pro Football Talk written okay. by Mike Florio discussing the possibility of marijuana testing. Uh, being part of the next collective bargaining agreement and Mm. potentially altering or dropping it. Now, the interesting thing about uh, the drug policy, and and you know what, a a couple of years ago, Dana, I read the NFL drug policy uh, cover to cover just to get a better sense. Some light reading for your commute? (laughs) Uh, Just because it kept coming up, and I think it was maybe related to Josh Gordon a few years ago, and it just kept coming up, and I wanted a better understanding of it. You know, the, the reality is, for somebody like Josh Gordon, he gets tested regularly. Once you're right. in the program, you're tested yes. on a pretty regular basis. Uh, and that's, you get in the program by flagging yourself with an initial positive test, which the public generally does not find Doesn't out Doesn't even know about, right. So um, there are many guys in the, in the program right now that just get tested more regularly and right. you don't hear anything about it because they don't test positive again. The reality is, for players that have never tested positive, here's the policy. You get tested one time between April and August. It's an idiot test. So that means don't smoke weed between April and August. Um, A lot of guys say, screw it, I'll I'll take my chances, I'll I'll use something to flush my system when the time comes. But it's, to your point, uh, let's just make sure this guy's not a complete bonehead and uh, doesn't mess around. So that that's the drug policy. They're obviously testing mm-hmm. for steroids and they're testing for marijuana uh, during that and, and other uh, illicit drugs. So, um, so there's that. The NFL part. has such opportunity to get ahead of this, right? And also be an advocate and a champion for holistic pain management. We see these guys that get you know addicted to painkillers later on in their lives you know you see all these retired players you know having sensitivity to light and anger issues and are literally like Kyle Turley former offensive lineman for the Saints among others are huge advocates for this now you know um and 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 it's like we know where this is going there the science is there and real especially would say like CBD over THC like the NFL has an opportunity to champion this on some level and they're really missing in the boat here yeah I, yeah that, that's absolutely another tentacle of this discussion and clearly dane and i inside of a 12-minute discussion aren't going to solve all of this sure. i just think it's it's interesting to talk about because I, I think there's something there potentially for the nfl to help him along now i'll say also maybe the nfl isn't the best place for josh gordon it's a pressure cooker lifestyle he's a uniquely talented guy who can make a lot of money doing it uh but He's obviously struggled. He's open about his mental health struggles. He is open about his struggles with substance abuse. It doesn't mean to be like, ah, you know what, Josh, thanks for being honest. Come right back on the field. 
He violated the policy. The policy is the policy, and the NFL can live by it. I just wonder, as we get to, and this isn't going to happen overnight, as we get to the next collective bargaining agreement, as we work through this Josh Gordon um, scenario, I, I wonder if the discussions will become more real, as you're saying, in terms of lightening the policy or uh, championing guys with mental health issues. Don't yeah. forget, we are dealing right now with something that's a significant issue in America. Also, in terms of the NFL, Everson Griffin, earlier this yeah. year, missed a month or five games to deal with a significant mental health issue. I was stunned that he came back at all. But he was dealing what, with what seemed like, um, and forgive me for not knowing exactly what he's diagnosed with, but bipolar tendencies or uh, manic yeah, yeah, yeah. or depressive yeah. tendencies. So um, I, I do think that on some level, the NFL gets bashed a lot, Dane. I think on some level they're trying here with the mental health component. But here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Right? I, like, And I don't know you know, the details of people's struggles, right? And everything, everybody is different, right? But if you're a human being in that situation, you know, like, you know, when, when, when athletes have injuries and they talk about how part of the hardest part of the rehab was like being away from the team, that it was lonely, that it was depressing to toil in the wave pool by themselves at 5 a.m. Now apply that to a guy that has mental health issues or something, you know, like, my, my common sense or knee-jerk reaction is, shouldn't he be around the community of peers and whatever family affinity group he has? And wouldn't that be like staying with the team instead of being kind of like cast aside into the margins? You know, I, I think that's like even even adding to the risk for a guy that has mental health. Like, shouldn't we wrap our arms around him and keep the, the circle tight around these people, especially if there's risk or concern? Yeah, I, I think it's it's an interesting point. Like I said, I don't, I don't know that the NFL is the best place for Josh Gordon um, for the rest of his life to in order to keep things together. I don't know that. Sure. Um, and I think a lot of times when we're talking about this or guys that are charged with various crimes, particularly domestic violence crimes, uh, there's a lot of sounding of the drum like, hey, everybody deserves a second chance in America. I get it, and I, and I agree with that. But it doesn't have to be in the NFL your second chance. It's the only thing I would say. Sure. And I know I'm bouncing around to different topics, but you, I don't think your second chance has to be in the NFL. Josh has had multiple chances, and I don't want to cast him aside. I think my, my overarching point in this, as I use that word too many times, is that I, I think... At least it's actually a word. My conservativeness <laughs> was not. I, so I like that. I think I like that better. So what the... I, I think, personally... I, if the NFL suspends Gordon and he's gone for indefinitely and he applies for reinstatement in a year and we see him back on the field in the 2020 season when he's 29 years old, I, I think that's, that may be the most likely scenario. But I wouldn't want the NFL to cast him aside and be like, look, man, we've given you four chances and that's right. it. Because I think that might send him over the cliff. Who knows? I, yeah. And, and, I, I would want that to be the case, obviously, and I don't know that the NFL can take responsibility for everybody's personal issues. I just simply think that it might be a missed opportunity for them to show they are a kinder, kinder, yes. gentler NFL. You know, just just before we got on the show, I was reading a story uh, from the NFL about how they are uh, getting involved with um, uh, various charitable efforts, and uh, they're appealing to Congress. Uh, regarding appeals in the criminal justice system. So they're making an effort, Dane. A couple of years ago, it was perceived that they weren't. I think Goodell is, you could, you could hammer Roger Goodell for a lot of things, but I think he's trying as hard as he can to bridge that gap between the players and the league. Um, I, I have to give him credit for trying there. We'll be right back to discuss the games after this. DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Maurice Allen. 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 
world number one. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Yes, a merry holiday to you and yours. Ebenezer Scrooge here. No, I'm not here to tell you about the importance of the holiday season, I assure you. I'm here to tell you that during this festive time of the year, you cannot end up like my fantasy teams. Quite dead, as Jacob Marley. But there is a chance at hope for you. Go to your nearest mobile telephone app store and download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. For free, you get the help of many fantasy analysts with as much wisdom as the fantasy spirits of past, present, and yet to come. Download the app, listen to their words, and win fantasy matches so you can decrease your fantasy league surplus population. If you want the merry feelings of the holiday season all year, then you must download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Otherwise, be forced to wear the fantasy chains of fadia that you forged in life. Little BH, get it going for Christmas weekend. What's up, Bavona? Good stuff. Speaking of good stuff. Daily Roto's great stuff. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy legend? Try DailyRoto.com for free this holiday season. That's right. Free advice from fantasy pros. Free NBA DFS projections. Free optimizer access and free everything else you need to dominate daily fantasy basketball this holiday season. So stuff your stockings with cold, hard cash and get free access to Daily Roto with the promo code DRHOLIDAYS to access your free trial. That's DailyRoto.com, promo code DRHOLIDAYS with an S at the end. So, Are you all over the NBA, Blewett? Uh, I have not been yet. I, it's okay. funny because, you know, we're doing this, and I'm right. so – dialed in on the nfl i do love i do love the nba but for me and probably like many people christmas day is like tip off sure yeah yeah. yeah. um it's not like i actually think that's when they should open the season to be quite honest but that's besides Uh, there's been look there's been momentum suggesting that they're going to do a shorter season truncated but any discussion to me that starts with, well, we're going to have to have the owners cut some The owners games. give up 15 of the gates? Yeah, that I ain't going to happen. <laughs> I, I end the discussion. So <laughs> right. it, they're not doing that. Right. If, they, if you can guarantee them the money back from the 15 home games or whatever it is. Something that like they that. Cut. Right. Actually, it wouldn't be 15, really. Say they cut it from no? like 82 to 65. Okay, uh, fine. Then it's like it's eight, 8 or 9. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was like so, 80 to 50, though. Because I remember the strike do that, season. Then, yeah, then you're when did the strike shortened season start? That was 50 games. There was 99. There right, was that one. Yeah, that's season. the one I meant. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think, did they start after the Christmas? Were in the finals. I, they sure were. Little Latrell Sprewell choking them out. <laughs> LJ. Yeah. Um, all right, but I digress. I was asking because I saw this real weird thing about Kyle Kuzma tweeting at NFL Ref's Twitter account and Kiki Vandeweghe being like, no, you can't do that. I thought it was real interesting, uh, but we can get into it later. What did he do? He's just criticizing so, the ball no, or something? Yeah, but the NBA ref account is like oh, the sort NBA of trolling. said NFL. Excuse me, my bad. NBA refs on Twitter, yeah, yeah. they're like getting a little snarky and like calling out like announcers. They're like, nah, they got this wrong. Or being like, nah, you know, and Kyle Kuzma like kind of took something the NBA refs account said about him, retweeted it, and was just like – and literally retweeted it with – um. Can we get fined if we tweet if we answer this account? And Kiki Vandeway was like, uh, like warned him to like chill the f out. Well, I don't know why. If it's an if it's an official NBA account, I don't think they should be snarky at all. I think you just right. That's the thing. Then they just need to be boom, 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 like purely objective. This is the stat. Yeah. This is the rule. You know, this is rule four hundred one point three or whatever be- it is. It needs right. to be clinic. It needs to be clinical. Right. It can't be. But they're not they have a personality. So. Right. And so the, there's one side, like, hey, if someone's going to come at you, like in this country, you have the right to respond or defend yourself. But then you get into this idea of, you know, going like, are you smack talking the refs, and what does that represent, and can you get fined, and blah blah blah. So it, you know, True. it's the wild wild west out there. So just yeah. wanted to. All right, buddy. You know, 
So yeah. we're we're week sixteen. We're doing yes. our picks here. I am trailing Dane by like three and a half, basically. Three and a half. Uh, we are going to do week seventeen picks. We'll probably have to do them offline via Twitter uh, only, or something like that. Only yeah. because if Dane and I do any shows next week, it'll be Monday, and it'll be a little too early to dive into picks. And we like right. we still have a game that hasn't even played yet for week sixteen. So right. uh, let's let you get started. You with want all me to give them picks. out so you know how to so uh, that, not yeah, pick so that I don't pick against so me. that I don't pick yours. Yeah. All right, fine. I'll reel them off. Um, listen. Los Angeles Rams are a great team, Blewett, okay? I'll give you that. But there's talk about, you know, the Todd Gurley, what will be his usage, is he okay, that sort of stuff. The Rams uh, the Rams offense, I think, has been different since they lost Cooper Cup, right? And I kind of feel like this is a one that they're going to, you know, hop in, hop out, get, you know, try to get a win, park the bus, and not really put much at risk. When I see a 14-and-a-half point spread in a divisional matchup that's like a second matchup of the, of the year for that division, and it is a home team in Arizona, and it's more than two touchdowns. I'm seeing it at 14 and a half right now. Where, I am over where, at my Which book. side are you looking at? I'm sure on my book. I know, okay. yeah. Because to be quite honest, when I went to FanDuel, there was like some schedule maintenance issues going on or whatever with the website. So I'm on my book. have bookie. it at 16. So even what, better. We'll, we'll, do, we'll, do, <laughs> even, we'll do my book. Even better. Um, and here's the other thing. I'm also reminded of – about a month ago, Arizona was a, a two-touchdown underdog going into Kansas City, and they kept that game close. So give me Arizona plus what I see as 14-and-a-half against the Los Angeles Rams at home. That's my first okay. pick, Mike. Okay, cool. Uh, I get second it. pick, you want uh, me to keep going? Or? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool. My second pick is I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs. I have it at minus two-and-a-half in Seattle. What do you see? Uh, that's exactly. I'm doing my bookie, so I'm with. All right, cool. So uh, I'm at minus two and a half. I'm taking the Chiefs minus two and a half at Seattle. Listen, why is that? There is. I'll tell you why. There is one narrative where it's going to be tough to play up there. The twelve. Seattle's a good team. Here's the way I believe, though. If at any point in this game. The Chiefs get more than a one-score lead. It's over to me. I think that because Seattle runs the ball so much and all this, I don't know that the current Seahawks are equipped to come from behind against a team like Kansas City or be in any kind of shootout. Now, I know Seattle's really good at creating, in essence, a different game flow. Carson, the running game, that sort of stuff. But I just think Patty Mahomes and these Chiefs are explosive. And if they get a working margin, I don't see this run-heavy Seattle team as able to keep up. It's less than a field goal. If this was three and a half, it might be different. But at two and a half, I'm taking the Chiefs on the road. Remember, they got a lot to play for. And they may know. Like, imagine if the Chargers win Saturday night. The pressure is on the Chiefs to come on out there and do their thing. I think they will give me the Chiefs minus two and a half. Yeah, you basically like them to win. So the, right. know, the, the two and a half. It's less than the field goal. You can, yeah, cool. All right. Next exactly. One. My last one. My last one. And, you know, I'm surprised, to be quite honest. I thought this team should have been a road favorite, and they are not. I think the Nick Foles story ends right now, this weekend. I don't think the magic continues. I think that the Houston Texans are just a better team. I think, listen, I, in my DFS lineups, I have a Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, stack. De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins I think season high in targets is I think 13 or 14. I would be willing to make a prop bet that he has his season high in targets this week. I think they're going to attack, attack, attack. I like Houston to win this game outright in Philadelphia and end the title defense of the defending champion Eagles. Give me the Houston Texans. I have it at plus a point and a half. I don't care about the points. I think the Texans win in Philadelphia this week. Okay. Uh, I think all of that makes sense. I, I, cool. I see a I see a lot of people building an argument for Philly, though. I've seen huh. like articles and watching shows and stuff. I feel well, like people. If you want to pick Philly, you could gain a game on me. Hell no. Oh, Hell okay. No. <laughs> well, all right that. then. <laughs> no. uh, 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 uh. I will say the this: I would say Jeffrey. Philly, in my Philly's lineup. got a legit pass rush, Dane. They do. They and do, and, and they give he, up those and sacks. Deshaun Watson gives up some, uh, gets hit more than any that other O-line. QB in the league. So that is true. Uh, but tell me, who on Philly can defend DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, nobody. But they Picks. couldn't defend anybody. I didn't think they could defend anybody in the Rams, and they scored. I guess that points, is true so as well. I will say this. But. I have Alshon Jeffrey in my DFS lineup this week. I think he's a great value at who only can defend DeAndre Hopkins. Period. Forget Good question. Philly. Good question. Uh, I don't know. Deion yeah. Sanders. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe. Prime, <laughs> prime time Dion. Darrell Revis in Rod 1998? Woodson? I don't know. Yeah, Rod, yeah. Sorry, like 1993, sure. Rod Woodson? Uh, right, Dowell Green? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do like Jeffrey. I wanted to make that point in DFS. I think Nick Foles does have eyes for Alshon. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, all right, so all right, my, first go? Pick, my first pick, I'm a little worried because the Bears haven't been as good on the ah. road this year. They lost at Green Bay at Miami. Uh, they lost to the Giants, but I would say that three of the those three losses, the other their other uh, losses at home to the Patriots for the record, but those losses were a combined. Let's see, it was one point to the Packers when they blew a fourth quarter lead. Right. It was a field goal loss in overtime to Miami and a field goal loss to the Giants in overtime. So uh, I got the Bears going up against the Niners, and I only have to lay four points. Give me the Bears. Uh, I think they have a tougher one next week in Minnesota, so they know they need to get this win to try to continue to to position themselves. Um, Now, when do the Rams – I'm trying to figure out timing-wise. Like, like, look, they're still in it against the Rams to try to get the two seed, so they can play it out this week. Rams game is a 4 o'clock game. So their game is at 4 o'clock as well. There's no, like, ah, they already right. won, so we can take it off. Uh, they're going to play to try to get that bye this week. So uh, I'd like it better if it was 2.5, but it's 4. I'll take the Bears, even though they haven't played as well on the road. Uh, I think they can get that win. Their road wins this year, by the way, were at Buffalo 41-9, to and they beat Detroit 23-16 to a couple of weeks ago. So uh, not as strong on the road, but nonetheless, we'll take that. Uh, next one's going to be an over. Ooh. Uh, we'll take the over with the Steelers and the Saints. I know it's a high number, uh, and I know their offenses both have not clicked as much as they have, but I think the Saints coming off of their three-game road um, trip We'll get back and try to get things right against the Steelers secondary. That isn't always that great. I thought the Pats played a really bad game uh, the other day. Tons of penalties and put themselves in a bad position a couple of times. Brady with a horrendous interception. Uh, But I I think we put up some points here. Uh, I I can't pick against my Steelers, Dane, so I'm going to go with uh, 53 is the total. So I think that could be the shootout that people want it to be. You know what? Interestingly enough, um, check me. I may be wrong on this. Is there a there's a possibility, right, Blewett, that the Steelers wake up on Sunday morning out of the playoffs? If Baltimore wins Saturday night, yeah, yeah, they go ahead of Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh, I think, is behind. Also, like maybe Tennessee or Indy, they would be. Could they wake uh, up on Sunday morning out of the playoffs? One. They're no, eight they're five still, and one. Oh, okay, no, they, they couldn't. Their winning okay. percentage is better than the okay. Tennessee and the Colts. They'd still be uh, a half game up on those two teams. <laughs> I'll tell you what, in the same way, if the Chargers win that game Sunday, Saturday night, boy, is there pressure on the Chiefs. If the Ravens win that game Saturday night, boy, is there pressure on the Steelers. Hell yeah. It's going to go down to week 17. All right, so we got two of your picks. You're making four this week, correct? Uh, I'll make a fourth one. If All right, but we got to make that. a third one first. Yeah, we, let's make the third one first. <laughs> and uh, those first two I felt pretty confident about. Now, That's cool. Well, what if I told you, though, that that Chicago pick – what if I yeah. told you that Scott at 12 and 27 on the season also picked the Bears minus four? Well, you know, uh, what is it? Blind squirrel finds a nut every once this in a while. This is true. So, a broken clock uh, is right twice I mean, a day. He, he did He did win 12 times, so I'll be. <laughs> sure. I'm a, I'll, he also, I'll by the way, just, just so you know, he also took Buffalo plus 13 and a half and Indianapolis minus nine. Uh, too many points. For yeah. the Patriots, I don't know. I actually do. Th- if you made me pick that game, I think they cover. The Bills played them tight last time, but the Pats need to get things right. That's and I right. get the sense this could that be their get right game. That's right. You, this is the, the last right time game. they get to make their stand- statement, the last hurrah kind of thing. That's right. Let's just put With, this away. Put the division right. away. They We're show people like, nah, we can still do the it. Bills. I um, agree. It's just. You know, it's a this lot has thirty-eight, fourteen written all over it to me. Yeah, I, I think so. I just don't know. Uh, they they haven't played well. So, is there a chance for the Bills and, and Josh Allen to keep it close or do a backdoor cover or anything like that? The, the problem with them, really, the Bills, when you're going up against the Patriots, who look they they did take Juju Smith Schuster away last week. Yeah. So they did accomplish that goal defensively. Um, the goal. Going up against the Bills, to me, is Spy Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Yeah. Right. You just can't let him run all over the place. Force him to beat you from the pocket. Right. 
So Bob Foster, the college roommate, uh, discussion. <laughs> you said you saw him last night, huh? Did you thank I did. him? I hung out with him on Wednesday night. Did yeah, you thank him, him for any DFS glory or anything like that? <laughs> I told him that I've been mentioning him on the show on a nearly daily basis, and he thought it was really funny. So, all right, so um, third pick. All right, third pick. I wish this wasn't four points. But Miami has been pretty really? good at home this year. Yeah, I know. Look, man, I'm trying to pick games that are different from you. I'm going, deep. You. I'm going you. down deep here. Uh, I think I'll take the Miami Dolphins laying four against the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars are checked out. You know, Sorry. we always talk about good teams, bad teams. I wish Denver wasn't playing Oakland because I'd pick against Denver. But because we're hearing rumors now that Vance Joseph is, is imminent. It's gone. Hey, you were talking about that yesterday. Yeah, so I, I think that they're making a change there. Uh, I think if they lose to the Raiders, he he's done. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think if they beat the Raiders, they're just going to wait until Black Monday to do Black it. Monday. Which, you know, which, as you, you detailed earlier this week, is on uh, Christmas Eve. So, Or rather, New Year's Eve. So okay. I'll take Miami laying four. Okay. These, these lines are sharp now, man. The NFL is – I know. The, Vegas is ridiculous. After 16 weeks of ev- – 15 weeks of evidence, yeah. you know, the they can hone on in. I was yeah. interested maybe, you know, this idea of good team versus bad team. It yeah, is yeah. a division matchup, and it would be taking the, the, the road team. What about that Minnesota number? It's not a touchdown. Divisional road games. I know. I hear you. Are, but, are like, but Detroit really has Kenny Galladay and nothing else right now. And Stafford's yeah. banged up, too. I mean, I don't want to help you, necessarily. I'm just giving you – that's one that I left on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Along that, with the Indianapolis one. Yeah, the, that's – I keep I keep coming back to the Colts. Uh, yeah. The Titans, it's just a little too much for me. They haven't proven to be a team that puts up a lot of points. Right. I, I wouldn't give confident. them 10 against anybody. Like, I like the Titans' money line. But yeah, I agree. We, but I'm not giving but them 10. that's also minus 560, so – this game, this game could be thirteen six. Yeah, and like the Titans could be in control the whole way, and they yeah, absolutely seven. You know, what I mean, I mean the total uh, on this one is what thirty seven. Like they beat the Giants seventeen nothing, right? But it was you like, see something like that for a while. So right. it was a tight game. So uh, or seemingly tight game, even though the Giants couldn't do anything offensively. Um, I kind of want to pick against your Jets. Ooh, too. really? Yeah, that's interesting. So wait a second. You're telling me that a banged up Aaron Rodgers and a depleted Packers with nothing to play for are going to go on the road and cover a field goal, a full field goal? You just I just start to look at this time of year like and Marshall Falk, who I do the shows with on Sunday, has said this. He's like, once you see those U-Hauls outside, that's right. Those teams are in trouble. I think there's and the Packers are one of those teams, though. The Packers are one of those teams, too. And they're on the road. But it's a road trip, uh, and I, I just feel like <laughs> okay. it's a business trip. A business trip? When they're at, when they're trip? at home, I think there's distractions. They're like, all right, uh, honey, let's get the U-Haul packed. Oh, yeah, and, the great nightlife uh, over there in Green Bay. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm saying, like, you are actually having those discussions about, all right, when are you leaving to go back? Oh, uh, like your wife is actually showing you Aruba versus Jamaica, that sort of thing? Right, exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly right. Exactly okay. right. Th- that exact discussion. And, man, I need the Bengals to lose in a big way. The Browns are giving nine points. When's the last time that happened? Dang. I don't know. I do not know. Certainly not. Maybe not in this millennium. Uh, so what you man. doing? You're taking the Packers uh, or the Browns? What you doing? Uh, uh, we, we made a whole segment for this, and somehow still, when the music starts, you're going to be rushing for your last pick somehow. I know. I know. It's just <laughs> how I am. What do you want me to do? I, don't, I like uh, it. I like it. I respect so, it. All right. All right. Look at that. The music. <laughs> All right. I'm taking the uh, I'm taking the Colts. Let's just do it. All right. Colts. You got it. Indy minus nine. I'll do my fourth pick it. after the break. How about that? That Dude. was your fourth pick. It was? This <laughs> was. We'll, we'll recap it on the other side. I'll do a fifth. Break. Yeah, we will. We'll be right back. <laughs>
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road, and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare Exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. The morning after. I figured it out. The trophy is only thirty dollars, right? Yeah, thirty bucks. All right. So where's the rest of the money? Now, mind you, I paid a fifty dollar entry fee. Yeah. Being that I was the new guy in the league, I paid a fifty dollar entry fee. The rest of the league only paid twenty dollars to enter the league. That's, that's even perfect. worse than that. You you that's be, be, you okay. that's even more than the trophy you story. Be me, son. I got to do another game, my lord. Weekdays, nine a.m. Eastern, on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers. There's no doubt that this is going to be an awesome segment, Dave Martinez. Yeah, like buddy. That? You like that? A little, uh, yeah, a little old school glam right there. Nice. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. <laughs> you got the game. You just got a gut feeling. No problem. Now you can bet from anywhere, anytime with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. We were just using the MyBookie PC platform, but they have a new mobile betting platform now. So with the MyBookie mobile platform, you'll enjoy the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go. Try it out today, and you'll never miss another winning bet. Head on over to MyBookie.ag and open an account with the promo code FNTSY, and MyBookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. Yes, that's right, $1,000. $1,000? That's right, buddy. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. So to recap my picks, and look, we've had a lot of fun with this. I'm not a handicapper. Uh, I don't take it all that seriously because I'm having fun with it. And But here's my four picks. Steelers, Saints, over 53. Bears, minus four on the road. Uh, Miami, minus four. That's at home, right? Yep. And the Colts, minus nine at home. It's too many points, but... And I'm taking the Chiefs Giants minus two and a half. Out. No Odell again. Yeah, the Colts are the Colts are coming off. Um, they, they had, who was their game last week? They beat the Texans last week, right? So they no, the Colts shut win. out the Cowboys. That's right. They shut out the Cowboys coming off a big win. I think they got their momentum back. Yeah. Uh, after that shutout against the Jaguars. Um, and you're consistently and they, picking teams the, still in the playoff race versus teams that are not. That's right. And Dane and I always like to pick a home underdog because earlier in the year those guys did well. All yeah. the home underdogs this week stink. Nah, I mean, they, I, my Arizona plus 14 and a half, baby. I like it. Terrible. I really do like that They're the that worst one. team in football. Yeah. They're the actually Ra- worse than the Raiders. They might be. They, uh, I, I'm, not, they, I'm saying it could be a debate, but they might actually be worse than the Raiders. I'm just telling you about the teams. We got, yeah, here's the home dogs this week. Uh, let's <laughs> go down the line. Sure. We got the Panthers, who have lost six games in a row. Six in a row. They're playing the Falcons. Who I think well, before my eyes, we just had a line movement on mybookie.ag, by the way. Okay. Line just what moved, literally, before my eyes. Um, yeah. It's the Saturday night game. The Chargers were four-point favorites in our last segment. They are now four-and-a-half-point favorites. Ah, the money on the Chargers. Money coming in on Philip. I think that's the the hardest game to call this week, so that's why I avoided it. Um, The other home dogs were the Jets. Uh, Not great. 
they're playing Packers, who also I, not great. But I agree. Uh, we, the other one we got is the Hawks. Carolina. No. The Hawks are the only home dog that's a, a legit team. A decent and then team, we, right? we got the Raiders playing on Monday night. Man, Christmas Eve. Get I mean, get excited, folks. Christmas Eve. You're wrapping presents for the kids. You're uh, wrapping presents for your significant other at eight fifteen. Let's fire it up. A little Tessator, Witten, and Booger. Oh, sure. Broncos sure. Raiders. Get excited, folks. Listen. One Louis, team I'm firing in... the coach, and they're the better team of the two. <laughs> it's true. I'm in two Super Bowls this week. Yeah. In one of them, I have the Denver defense, and oh, in boy. one of them, I have a kicker uh, in this game. And so I'm going to be, you know, watching this with bated breath as Santa comes down the chimney. Well, Hopefully he's delivering okay. me a championship. He won't be delivering me Jack because I got cleaned out last weekend. So uh, these things happen. I got to take it. I got to take it year by year. It's a bad year. I think my five-year run is pretty good. Uh, it's just not going to result in, in big, big money this year. Uh, hopefully my over-under stuff comes through. If the yeah, you can win, always make prop bets, baby. You if the always Titans make some prop win bets. and the Bucks lose this weekend, uh, I'm 4-0. Nice. That's so awesome. It does not mean that I'll win the competition, though, because there's another guy that has a chance to be 4-0. Uh, uh, and then it's going to come down to tie It's like breaks. margin of record, yeah. yeah. So I'm a big Browns fan this weekend um, <laughs> because he has the Bengals. And I'm an even bigger Bills fan because if the Bills win their sixth game, he pushes. Uh, gotcha. But i got to wait for Week 17, I think, for the Bills to do that against you. Yeah, your, they'll your have Miami. Oh, really? Oh, it's the, it's they have Miami. The Jets have the Patriots. God, sorry, so they have to have sorry. Miami. I, yeah. We got that wires crossed there. Okay, so let's take a look at tomorrow night's games. Um, I, you got Washington. Josh Johnson. It's amazing, right? They're still 7-7. Seven and seven. It could yeah. not have gone worse for them, but they're actually still 7-7. Seven and seven. That's crazy. They started off so well that they've lost. They're down to their fourth-string quarterback, mm-hmm. and they're playing the Titans to try and get to above back above 500. So... Um, you got here the Titans, who have obviously played better of late. They're eight and six. They're still pushing for a playoff spot here. Uh, we talked about this spread. It's a ten point favor for the Titans. The Derrick Henry thing, a little perplexing. He's five yards of carry on the season. The, he was absent from the game plan for a huge stretch of time, and then he's exploded and been the best running back in football for the last two weeks, certainly statistically. And he's running like crazy. Do you think it was part of a master plan for them to save Derrick Henry? Or do you think that they just went to this out of necessity because they weren't as effective with Deion Lewis? A little bit of both. Um, I think their intent was that Deion Lewis would be their kind of guy. And he then proved to be you know, less diminishing returns, shall we say, over the year. And then listen, when the weather gets cold and the tundra freezes and all that stuff, you need to, you know, to break out an old Titans term, they got to go back to exotic Smash Mouth. And I think they've realized that Derrick Henry is the kind of back that, you know, is only more and more productive as the game goes on. You know, he wears on a defense. And it's not like there, it's not like this offense has been dynamic. You know, we've been waiting on Corey Davis now for two years. And so I think they realize that their best chance to win is to, you know, run Derrick Henry 30 times. Nobody wants to tackle that dude. Um, and so, yes, I think you run Derrick Henry out there again. You know, he's got over 400 yards in his last two weeks. Does he, you know, get another 170? I don't think so, but he's definitely a starting running back for you in your fantasy championships. I think he's a solid RB2, and I do think he is now part of the way Tennessee wants to play. Mariota's been much better at home. He's got a 90-plus quarterback rating in five of his past six there. And in his home games this season, he's had a rushing touchdown with six passing touchdowns, only three picks, and completing nearly 67% of his passes. I think Adrian Peterson, um, you know, he provided a lot of value all throughout the year. I think this isn't the game where he's going to provide any value at all. 17 Uh, carries for 31 yards kind of thing. Yeah, uh, Jamison Crowder, 133 receiving yards in his last two. Um, but, again, not somebody you really want to roll out there. Corey Davis is probably the biggest do-I-play-this-guy kind of player in this whole game. Um, 
he's been really he's been really inconsistent for fantasy owners. I know yeah. because I have Corey Davis. I think he's still a good player. I think the Titans though are still trying to get their legs under them regarding how this offense is supposed to look. You know, here's what I'll say about the Titans, Dane. I, obviously, I've been frustrated with them at times during the year, but if they rip off this win tomorrow and then beat the Colts next week, that's a ten and six team. And I would note that two point conversion in London against mm. L.A would have gotten them to 11-5. and five. That's where I had them at the beginning of the year. They've played a lot of these ugly and tight games, but I have some confidence in the Titans for tomorrow night. That's interesting. Uh, yeah, I do too. I think Titans are going to win this game. I'm just not going to lay 10 points. You know what I mean? Because this is a non, 37, I think, is the total. And I think in lower total games, a big point spread means more. I think that, yes, Tennessee will win this game to get to, what would that be, 9-6? and six? I think they are a contender. And I think that they are often overlooked. You know, you mentioned that London game. But on the flip side, they also had the crazy, you know, overtime win in Philly. You know, you never know how these things balance out. But I like the Titans to win this game um, not to cover and I like both fantasy defenses in this one. Going to ask you a trivia question real quick uh, uh, yeah. before, we move, before we go over to and we're not going to have time for the other game I don't think. Okay. Um, Which is a tough one. Saquon yeah. Barkley has 82 receptions. He has an opportunity to become the all-time leader for rookies, running backs and receptions. Who holds hmm. the record? Receptions for a rookie running back. Wow. 2006. Reggie Bush. Number two. That's right. Bang! I was thinking, I was going back and forth if it was going to be Reggie Bush or Christian McCaffrey was going to be my guesses. And I went Reggie Bush. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Nice. I'm hot this week, bro. Yeah. McCaffrey, (laughs) I think, had 80 catches last year. So Barkley's actually already passed Passed him. Uh, Cool. McCaffrey going for, he's got 94 receptions right now. The all-time record for running backs is Matt Forte with 102. So McCaffrey, in these next couple of weeks, is going to be going for that record. I think he'll get it. So uh, we'll do 30 seconds on the Chargers-Baltimore game. I think you could break it down a million different ways, but you're throwing Rivers out there. Lamar Jackson's been a boon for fantasy owners. Mel Gordon is out there. You like Gus Edwards this week or no? I do, because the Chargers' pass defense and pass rush is great, but their run defense, not as much. Interesting style-makes-fight kind of potential in this one. Yeah, Keenan Allen, obviously. We talked about Keenan Allen and Mel Gordon. You have to put them out there if they're on the field. I don't know anything else you can say. We have no consistency from the Ravens' wide receivers, so hopefully you're not playing any of those guys. Gus Edwards, Lamar Jackson. So there you go. So that's it. Uh, my man, uh, have a great Christmas hey, you weekend. Too. You and I may very well be on this show on Monday morning. I would uh, hope so. I'll be on Lineup Lock Live and Fantasy Sports Today on Sunday with Marshall Falk, Corey, Carson, Gabe, Morenci, Scott Engel, Jim Day, all of us on those Good luck, shows. everybody. So, win your leagues and win that cash. Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you soon.